0: There was a moment in the sunshine for equity markets from around mid-June to eh, approximately last week, where old traditions like getting levered up to the gills to go long on Tesla or the bedraggled bed, bath, and beyond came back into fashion just just when the party was getting started once more, Jerome Powell and Jackson Hole got up on the mic and in eight minutes said, no pivot for you. What does that mean? We, we try here to guess the direction of markets poorly, but we wager that volatility in the near term will increase, maybe. As ever, we are not investment professionals. This is not investment advice. Please don't listen to us, but please do enjoy Generate Business School. Hey, uh, you know what I was thinking about today? Well, James, as you know, I'm uh, addicted to Twitter. Remember scooters? remember when scooters were like a thing are people still like, riding scooters like the limes right yeah or the birds
1: yeah i see i see them around and only in the cities yeah
0: i remember listening to a podcast back then i'm gonna say it was five years ago where one of the the founders of bird was uh talking about how scooters would revolutionize urban travel <laughs> he's like the problem the problem is cars are too large they're not whimsical people don't enjoy it and scooters are going to take over the world which proves the point that you can make a business out of anything including scooters
2: well didn't one of them go uh public
0: yeah i think so i think bird did right what's the internet will tell us bird scooter i bet their stock is 12 cents
2: no yeah, it might have been like Lime, but I, I do think one of them either was going public or mm-hmm. tried to go through a SPAC. Maybe they
0: spackified. Yeah, Lime Technologies could be. Either way, I just wanted to say a word about scooters. Uh, all right, so James Jair Bear, J Bear, got on the mic. We've been out for a couple of weeks on a unofficial summer hiatus. But he got on the mic and it was only 8 minutes, it was basically the Gettysburg address and he said no pivot
1: pretty much, right? He had to walk back what from the last meeting where I think the market interpreted it as dovish and or like we're at the neutral rate of, you know, our interest rates are neutral or whatever. But yeah, he had to like walk that back, and that's what he basically did. So now the market is getting kind of a dose of reality, which is why they're selling off, and growth is leading the, the sell-off. But basically, it's just kind of walking back what, what he might have implied like a, you know, a month ago so. so. It's expected, I think. Yeah, and there, the other
0: thing was uh, the euro-dollar futures curve. Uh, prior to this when we had the the risk on rally which in retrospect is basically driven by people huffing paint uh (laughs) because it was just like it was just driven by essentially uh multiples like there wasn't a fundamental reason for the rally also apparently there's just like record short positioning so like anytime there's like a marginal Bullish movement, people who are holding shorts get blown up and it increases the volatility upwards. Well, obviously, we bounced we bounced away from that. The indices are rolling over, but the euro dollar futures curve was basically pricing in, I think, 40 basis points of cuts in 2023. And someone said this that what might what might actually be happening is the Fed might not go much higher in the short term than people are anticipating, but they'll stay there for longer and they won't actually ease as early as 2023. And so if you're looking for a technical reason as to why high beta rallied in coming out of June, it was that they were front running an anticipated cut and now Jerry's saying, we're not gonna cut rates in 2023.
2: Basically, that does away with any idea of a soft landing. It's like, no, nah, this thing's coming down and one way or another, like, we'll crash into the ocean if we have to, but it's coming down.
0: I think so. I think so. Because I think, I think that Jerbear, Bear doesn't want to be perceived historically as a bitch, you know, like the guy who was who was volcker's predecessor? James, who was like uh, I don't know. I the guy that didn't tame inflation and then volcker mm-hmm. came in and had to tame inflation. You you could tell me whether or not, you know, uh like the federal reserve obviously has an influence on inflation, but like he wants he wants to be thought of as the next volcker even though you know the fed overeased; they overcooked it now on the other side he wants his legacy to be like i stopped inflation in its tracks so he has a certain conviction around this that the other fed governors don't have apparently because part of this is like the consensus building
1: mechanism at the fed yeah because it was a multi-year inflation run up and the fed didn't do enough kind of in the early stages and so i think they just learned from that whole kind of period um yeah, it's all, it's all that like late seventies type thing, but um it was all documented. There's this book I I read a long time ago, secrets of the temple, where it talked about like all the different, the, the fed machinations and all the different conversations they had as to what they did. Um But yeah, I think the mistake, the consensus was they, they just didn't kind of cut up, cut everybody off at you know, and they needed to, and they had it, they were forced to do more. So, I mean, they're already late to the game right now, but I guess, you know, they're always trying to overcompensate for something. So that's what yeah, it feels it. like. Yeah. Well, Bobby,
0: you're probably right about the hard landing. Cause because now, now the the data is coming out that says the economy's kind of screwed. The main one this week, or it's really been over the last few weeks, is that the housing market's looking pretty wretched. Like it's really like inventory is back up. Uh, listing prices are starting to come down and generally that is like the first meaningful shoot a drop in the business cycle meaning like once the housing market rolls over there's so much wealth locked up into it that it precedes all the bad stuff that happens in like a proper recession like it will lead I think it's unemployment it's a leading indicator for unemployment by like 12 months and now the fed is saying they're not going to ease in at least 2023 that's what they're saying today and apparently James quantitative tightening actually is going to like start more in earnest like there's all these charts that get published about how the balance sheet actually like had barely started to roll over But part of that is actually the technical accounting of, like, tax receipts. I don't know. That guy, Joseph Wang, was talking about how, like, that's actually just short-term accounting and it is going to start to contract. So net liquidity is coming down, the housing market's rolling over, and the Fed is not going to cut rates in 2023. Yeah, so it's it's a bad setup for the economy, and probably at least in the short term, bearish for risk assets, as they say in the biz. So if you're like me and you miss the rally, it's only I can do, you'll get another chance. You got another chance. It might be at the same level. I don't know. Like how much, how much farther it goes down. I I still think Robert, I'm going to go back to Robert's call. I think from Q1, maybe April. I feel like my base case for the S and P is like 33 to 3400. Just car carter's base case by the end of the, by the end of the year or it gets there by the end of the year
2: another 20% from here roughly
0: yeah but it would be i think it would be like 30, 30 some percent from peak to trough cuz we're we had the oscillation back up right. and i'm i'm stealing that from all the people that are like uh they're they're bears there's other people that are like we're kind of at a an impasse where it could be 4,400 at the end of the year. It could be 3,400, which is not a helpful call.
1: I'll start going long at 39s, 38s. Yeah, I I feel like, but
0: I am trying to, I I do think any like long-term position you want to take that's like a buy and hold, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You probably probably looking at the that level. You start you start feathering in at around that level. That probably mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's one yeah, but so, that. so you can't get married to the idea of like a specific sector. So like even if the, even <laughs> if the market comes down and you're like, oh, I really like this stock. I mean, you still have to like get away from anything growthy for a while it's like yeah. That's, yeah
0: yeah yeah I feel, I feel like yeah i'm not and i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna get cute with stock picking i'm just gonna buy basically buy the index because you know uh even though there's hubris it just doesn't work
2: <laughs> stock picking just doesn't Yeah, I mean, I mean, the issue I'm having is largely that, like, even when I was playing S triple Q, right, and I knew the market was going down, and the market did go down, S triple Q was not protecting me from anything.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's why I said it's like, even though I missed the twenty percent retracement rally, my two thousand dollar S triple Q
2: short is finally in the green. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, at this point, like, really, I'm, I'm more inclined to just play, like, rates. That, that tends to be a little bit more binary. Um, That's you know? why you've been deep diving on bonds, which, to yeah. your
0: point, no one understands. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to boot, the long bond play has worked for absolute shit so far. But if there is a year-end rally, uh, maybe, I don't know. I'm just going to ride it out. It's a medium term six to 12 months, the long bond. What's, what, are, what are you, what are you, what is your bond exploration telling you? Or like, what are you sizing up
2: tactically? Nothing. I, mean, I want to go, I want to go TYO again, thinking that if Jerry really is going to be aggressive, then rates have, have to go higher, but.
0: But that's, a, that's so interesting about the, the rate curve. Again, I think. I don't think I think Jerry and the bond market are aligned on how high he goes in terms of like the federal funds rate. The only thing that is now a question is for how long before the Fed cuts again. Because because there's there's a the constraint the constraint structurally is rate the federal funds rate can't get too high or else the U.S. like has debt default problems, right? So that puts a constraint on like how much the Fed can actually raise rates. And they also are generally worried about the bond market and liquidity, yada, 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 yada. What do you think, James?
1: You yeah, think? that's why I think they. that's why the um, the balance sheet really hasn't actually ticked up this week. I think it's at $8 trillion, $8.8 Five trillion. Yeah, it was at eight point eight four trillion last week. Yeah, whole thing's confusing. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's like it's actually fairly flat, considering that you know no no one really notices, I guess. But
2: I mean, suppo- supposedly this all kicks in nine one, right? So next week's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think that I think that's a meaningful runoff, and then you get
0: and and I think they're just gonna come in at four guidance at the September FOMC.
2: So everything we've been through since they started talking is all in anticipation, but nothing's actually happened. That's Uh, horrible. For
0: for QT, you mean? Yeah. Balance sheet run up.
2: Yeah. That's horrifying.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And if you remember, I think the liquidity issues we had like in late 2019, that's why they did QE4. It was, yeah, it was like the lack of liquidity in the repo market. So you'll see some... You know, if if things are dysfunctional when they do this runoff, this what's going to look like, and then they might have some sort of justification for why they need to, you know, at least not run off as fast or whatever they they decide to do. Yeah, and and
0: and also what I'm trying to do. So when I say the like whatever the 3,400 level, um, because I don't want to get married to a narrative. I want to be more like Carter. By the way, I think Carter uh, agrees with me. He's got like this whole unfilled gaps law. I don't know if you're familiar with this, Robert. That he's been publishing. Uh, it's just chart voodoo. But the, I'll find it for this week's uh, single tweet that I sent out. <laughs> but there's all these um, comparisons of like basically uh, the. Uh, the bear markets of the past. So you have 2008, 2001. I think, you know, a couple of them incorporate like very old bear markets. I think there's one in like the late 60s, 1967, one from like the market crash of the 30s. And they are like eerily similar in that like whenever you have like a bear market, there's always this pattern of the initial sell-off the face ripping retracement rally or relief rally, and then like a further leg lower. So like, even if you were looking at this in the blind, again, you have to believe that this is still a bear market. Some people think that we actually pivoted to a bull market that, uh, that the, the setup. So like the structural setup is there, like QT begins in earnest. Jerry's saying no pivot, you know, like the economic indicators are getting worse. Finally, there's probably, like, an earnings season for second quarter. All of the corporations beat, basically, but that there might be an earnings recession late this year into next year. But I just feel like uh, the balance of risk-reward here is, like, probably more downside than upside. But, that again, the inverse Greg rule has been a powerful indicator in the past. So just however you want to use that, you, you trade accordingly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, I am of the belief that volatility will spike next month, one way or another. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it's really, still pretty low. So, yeah, it's still pretty low. So, really, you could just do like straddles and basically play both directions. Especially if you do the options, um, you can play options going long, going short, and the volatility itself will make it so, yes, one will go to zero, but the other one will more than double. Mm-hmm. You can make money that way. But ultimately, like it, it's going to be tough to know. So yeah. you sort of just have to hedge your bets and sort of bet on the volatility that way. Yeah.
1: but Yeah. Is it VIX time? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> uh, or actually VIX is no longer, is it
2: UVXY time? UVXY? No, UVXY isn't that going um
1: oh, that short volatility. Short VIX, whatever whatever it is long volatility. Yeah. No, that's that's the right one. UVXY. It's
0: ProShares Ultra VIX Short-Term Futures ETF. Yeah, yeah it, I think it's long because it's it's down a lot.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's SVXY that's short.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and that, uh, this is this is like Julian Brigden's big thing. It's like he thinks there's a... He was saying that... So the smart money has been out of the market and is still out of the market and hedge funds still have like record short interest. It's part of the reason why there was a huge relief rally. Retail is still in. Like, and when he says retail... It's, it's actually really high net worth individuals where all their wealth is in like the FANG stocks, basically. And that the high net worth individuals are still hanging in and are still very allocated to equities. And his argument was that like, you know the bottom is in when retail is taken out back, shot through the head. And when that, that usually know when that happens because the VIX will spike. Right, that's like the final puke.
2: So, I I thought I thought you were it. No, I I don't. That's the thing. It doesn't matter what I do. That's
0: not going to show up anywhere. It's got to be like, I guess. I guess it's high net worth individuals managing their own money or like you know pushing their wealth managers in a certain direction. But they they haven't
2: bailed out yeah I, I think james is right uvxy is the way to play this especially like going into into next month and and if you if you want like the like option it. the options are super cheap
0: but also just i mean look at the chart the risk reward like yeah if we're wrong you know we'll lose it all but uh i don't know could go from it's at 10 now it could go to what the near term high is like 17
2: well the the actual vix is at 24 so it's up generally speaking you're not going to get much lower than a 20 right yeah but, but if it spikes like in march of 23 sorry march of 2020 it got up to like 85 or something yes that was that was nuts when you're having five percent moves Every day. Uh,
0: Yeah, the highest, like... The local high is like 35. Right. Which means like the last 12 months.
2: Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you get a
0: proper capitulation.
2: Although, although there you go. If ever you spot it, if ever you actually spot that proper capitulation, then you go S, B, X, Y, because you know it has to come down. Like, the long-term... The long-term uh, trend on on the VIX is always right around fifteen to twenty. Yeah. So, so if you get the capitulation, you know it absolutely must come down. SBXY, if one when that happens.
0: I like it.
1: I like it. A classic surfer trade. And yeah. Exactly. Buy a little UVXY today. Then next week's going to be probably a low volume week because it's before Labor Day. And then after Labor Day, you get more direction. We um, how it works. So try to position yourself, I guess, for this kind yeah, of yeah, yeah for this trade.
0: And uh, maybe just a little bit of Doge Dogecoin for fun. <laughs> is that sense? Like Come on, is
2: that, is that even still a thing? Oh yeah, I listened to something. <laughs> You know, Bitcoin got to be called Boomer coin. I feel like soon enough Doge is going that way too.
0: Doge Doge is at six and a half cents. That's a steal, bro. <laughs> uh, the,
2: well, that, that's gonna be the currency of Twitter when when Elon Musk yeah, takes it. Yeah,
0: like exactly. so the people the pro Elon can and their mother you have to take their argument seriously, because I think I think it, it is probably how he thinks people are like, uh, why does Elon have five companies or whatever? And it's like, well, actually, if you just think that Elon's whole goal in life is to get to Mars, then all of his companies make sense. He has the rocket company, most important. He has uh, an automotive company that uses solar. Basically, it's like uh, if you want rovers on Mars, being solar powered makes more sense. Uh, The boring company is not actually for like excavating... Traffic tunnels in Los Angeles for like to live on Mars to survive the radiation you have to live underground. Got it. Neuralink is machine human interface, and also apparently space doesn't belong to any nation state. It's uh, so there's no laws, and if you could have your own currency, Dogecoin. So if Elon wins, Dogecoin's going to the moon. Is the point. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty compelling case. And if any and if anyone's going to like outlive the constraints of human lifespan it's probably him in our lifetime. You know, download himself to the cloud and then implant himself in
2: Robert's body. Yeah, but you know that we're going to die long before him, right? So we're not going to see yes. the, the, the fruits of the world. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. So like maybe maybe your your kids are gonna use that dogecoin, but you're you're not. I
0: yeah, know it's all it's all listen having having crypto which might be more worthless or might be the future. my time horizon is 18 years. James understands this. It's just gotta pan out in 18 years. Changes your mentality completely. No, it doesn't. Still trying to time the market like an idiot. Uh
2: all right, UVXY then I like it. A UVXY now and then when when it all goes to shit then you switch to SVXY and you write it back down. I mean nice. Like, you know if we all agree it's it's gonna be horrible, right? But there will, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I mean listen, the charts support it. So it's gotta work. Every time. All right. All right,
2: gentlemen. Set. up. Talk to you guys later. See you later.